1: everybody, to another episode of the Green Room Podcast special Big Ten weekend recap edition. Uh, I'm Tony Paul, uh, joined by Matt Charbonneau, who has very little to recap on his end today. Uh, Michigan State, of course, was off this week because Maryland has the COVID uh, for the second week in a row. Maryland loses a game. Um, it was nice of them to announce the cancellation in prompt order on Thursday. Uh, that there would be no football game on Saturday. Uh, but anyway, uh, so Matt got to have a week off during the football season, which is rare. I guess it's kind of... Oh, odd. yeah, that's,
0: yeah that, that's an odd week off. Let me just
1: tell you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you got to go watch your daughter play softball. They won their tournament. Big news. Yes. Uh, yes, indoors, of course. Uh, it was a little snowy out today. Um. But anyway, I guess uh, just start with uh, what... Um, I mean, you could make the case that, you know, Michigan state needs to play games or you can make the case that they probably could have used a day off or a week off.
0: Well, I, yeah, I think if you ask Mel Tucker, he wants to play games and that's kind of what he, it's kind of what he talked about earlier in the week when it was still a little bit up in the air um, of how this was going to go, even though I think we all kind of saw the direction it was heading. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I understand what he's thinking because this is a, still a fairly inexperienced team and, quite frankly, he and that staff are still trying to figure out what, what they're going to be dealing with moving forward. And the best way to do that is, you know, to see them in game action. So while, while I, I, I do see some benefit to them maybe getting catching a break here. And especially if you're going to make a shift at quarterback, um, I still think overall, yeah, this team just needs to play games, see where you're at at the end of eight or nine of them. Now it won't be nine, but, um, and go from there. So I don't, I, I, you know, if you're really worked up at this point about wins and losses, i'm not sure that's the way to look at it. i just think like like he's thinking they, they needed to play so i don't it's probably not the greatest thing that they uh they didn't have a game this week you know it might, it might have kept people from stressing out yeah. or uh you know emailing me about how it's the worst coaches and they miss dave warner and you know but uh, <laughs> who knows so yeah. probably good probably a good break for everybody right
1: right uh, you got dishes going on in the background there what's going on
0: what are
1: you trying to say? Do I need to shut them up? No, 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 we're fine. Uh, there, but... I'm waiting for the dogs to start barking. They're due, so we'll be fine. Um, quarterback change? Is that going to happen, or what's uh, what's going to go on? Michigan State obviously plays um, Northwestern this week. Northwestern is uh, now five and zero, like we all predicted. Um, so that's the game this week. Um, will there be a, a quarterback change? Uh, is that is that a done deal? I, I would.
0: I mean, it's not anything official, and I don't expect Mel Tucker to walk out on Tuesday or sit in front of his computer on Tuesday and tell us um, what he's going to do. It hasn't really been his M.O., but I, at this point, I would be surprised if we don't see a change because, quite frankly, what do you have to lose? You know, I mean, you're not playing for a championship. And um, after the last couple of weeks, or you do you feel great that Rocky Lombardi is your guy for the next couple of years, potentially? I I wouldn't, and you've got young players on that bench who haven't gotten a lot of snaps, so I, I just I, I don't see the upside to not playing at least starting Peyton Thorne in this game. Who knows where it goes from here, but I, I just don't see the positive right now in Trot and Rocky Lombardi. I'm not trying to bash Rocky Lombardi, but at some point, you got to be real and see uh, what you're dealing with with some of these other guys, and I, I think this would be the perfect time to do it.
1: Right. Um, so yeah, Saturday's game, uh Northwestern beats Wisconsin yesterday. They just own Wisconsin for some strange reason. Um, they have for oh, quite a while, uh, Northwestern beats Wisconsin yesterday, 17 to seven, uh, Northwestern improves to five and Oh, um, the clear, uh, uh, the clear, uh, they're in the big 10 West, right? So the clear big 10 West uh, front runner. Yep. Um, just again, like we all predicted, um, what, uh, Obviously, another test for Michigan State. Um, I haven't watched a whole lot of Northwestern this year. Saw a little bit of yesterday's game, but what are going to be the challenges there?
0: Well, I mean, Northwestern is one of those teams. It's like you don't you don't turn them on, and you're not wowed by them. All right, they don't have a bunch of flashy stars on offense. What they do do well is they're a really good, strong defensive team. Uh, and if you watched any of the Wisconsin game on Saturday, I mean, Wisconsin is a team that just lit up Michigan. And I'm not trying to say Michigan's a great defensive team but it's not like they're just laying over, you know, and Wisconsin scored 49 points really the last couple weeks, the couple times we saw Wisconsin was able to run without a whole lot of resistance and they just couldn't get anything going against Northwestern. And they turned the ball over, I think five times, um, you know, three interceptions, that's certainly going to hurt you. But I just think Northwestern is just a good sound, solid defensive football team. The defense will always keep them in games. And again, they don't have any stars on offense, but they don't hurt themselves either so it's not a terribly exciting brand of football to watch um but it certainly works for northwestern and here we are look this year we've said it a million times it's hard to figure out this year and predict this year no way in the world did anyone predict northwestern would be here i mean what did they win three games last year two or three well, games? You, i mean you, you certainly
1: did that that's true
0: no i mean and, and based on what i mean what were we basing it on you know, I still, they still don't have a great offensive team, but they are playing well enough to fit. Now, look, they benefited early from the schedule. They didn't really play anybody until Wisconsin. So that helps. So maybe there was some issues they could work out in those first couple of weeks that now it's starting to get ironed out. So, you know, you got to have some things work out for you. So yeah, I didn't buy them, but here they are five and 0 I'm still, if they got to, if they played Ohio state tomorrow in a big 10 championship, I still wouldn't buy them. I'd expect Ohio state to, you know, be done with them by halftime,
1: but I don't know. know, I I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I mean, I, 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 obviously Ohio State's got the playmakers to beat them, but uh, when you have a good defense, like you said, when you have a good defense, you can make a lot of games close. Uh, And I think that that's the one thing to pay attention to uh, is is the defense, because if you, if you can limit the other team, it limits what you have to do uh, on offense. So we'll see. Uh, We still got a TBA on the time. Is that correct?
0: No, no, no. We're we're uh, p- clearly the um, the powers that be and the TV networks did not consult with um, some of those covering the team, and we've ended our noon streak. Oh, so 3:30? this one's going to be at three. It's going to be at three thirty, and I just uh, I, I don't know who they're talking to. <laughs> Come on, now you. you. I know He's doing I'm telling you, please. I know please people don't, don't,
1: don't care. Still, go on and on about how miserable your job is. People love to hear that.
0: <laughs> uh, let me yeah. just say if we're picking if we're picking a time it's noon every single time oh, of but. course of course you'd be done anyway with your day, done with your day early
1: uh that's the way to go i, I would have. rather have
0: i'd rather have a i'd rather have a night game okay. because 3 30 it just that's that's like i mean through three thirties are probably perfect for fans i would imagine right you get you know that you don't have to get up too early you're ready for the game, and then you still have Saturday night. Although, you know, in these times, I don't know what people are doing not on Saturday much to night. Do. But...
1: No, there's not much to do anyway. But uh... So I'm
0: sure, yes, yeah, so I'm sure the folks the folks are probably happy with 3.30, and I'll just sit here and grumble. So There you go. I'll be there. There you go.
1: Uh, the rest of the Big Ten <laughs> schedule was kind of interesting yesterday. Um, well, I mean, Minnesota beats Purdue 34-31. No one cares about that. Hold on. That time out. Enough. Time out. Time out. You got to care. Because did you happen to see how it ended? I heard about it. I didn't see the play. I, oh. heard, that, I heard that Purdue got robbed. Oh, what ha- My take goodness. Us through, I... I take us through what happened.
0: Well, they're down 34-31, and they throw what looks like a clear, basic game-winning touchdown. I mean, there's about 50 seconds left, so they would have had to still hold. But they called an offensive pass interference on the – I mean, he might have at one point put his arm back as he's running – It was the most ludicrous offensive pass interference call I've ever seen. And, look, I know there's other calls in the game. and oh, it evens out, whatever. But in that moment, in a play to basically win a game, for the official to make that call is repulsive. And I tell you, as I was watching games yesterday, Ohio State, Indiana, there were calls in that game. There were calls in the Michigan-Rutgers game. I'm telling you what, the Big Ten officiating is not good these days. It's just not. I mean, you're just seeing – Calls that have no business being made being made, and even in the Ohio State Indiana game late in the game, you know Ohio State goes for a fourth and goal or whatever from the five and fields a scramble and then tries to make this throw and just misses a guy, but in on the play he gets absolutely drilled in the side of the head by the Indiana players' crown of his helmet. I mean, it was textbook targeting, and it wasn't even mentioned. Yeah. I mean, I, whatever. It doesn't hurt Ohio State. They still won. Fields is not hurt, but it's like if this is what you're doing, and because I, I saw a call in a game earlier where a guy just he, he just hit a guy with his shoulder, and he gets a, I think they called it targeting. But it, it, I just I'm really having I'm really having a hard time with the officiating in of the Big Ten this year. And that Purdue, oh, that was rough. That's right. I mean,
1: so you know, anyway, you know, the argument about how, you know, all oh, the calls even now and all that, I, n- I never really liked that argument because, you know, some calls are bigger than others. I mean, some calls yeah. the point of the game. And I'm not saying that you should let things play out differently. If it's the late in the game, you should call the game, how you're going to call the game and whatever. I d- I'm not saying, you know, uh, you know, I, I, it reminds me of going back to the Jim Joyce Armando Galarraga the last call some people said oh you know how could you make that call in that situation I don't buy that argument either you make the call how you think the call is right but the the whole it all evens out thing uh, I just it's like it's like a guy misses a three-foot putt to miss to lose the masters well you're not going to go back to the bogey he made on Thursday and say it all evens out no that was the putt that caused him (laughs) the masters and it's the same, you know, is, you know. Some of these calls are just bigger at certain times. It was unfortunate for Purdue. Luckily, I mean, it's not going to really affect the the race or anything. So I mean, it's just Minnesota Purdue.
0: No, no, but in because then I, the Wisconsin, I didn't hear Wisconsin about it, yeah, yeah, Wisconsin Northwestern. I was watching too. Wisconsin, in the first half of that game had three pass interference calls that I'm not sure one of them mm. was bad. And it's you know who knows that's in the first half, and you don't know how that affects the game because Wisconsin never really got going. Who knows it. But it's just you watch the calls themselves and you just – you scratch your head and go, I, I don't know what,
1: they don't know what seemed, the officials seeing. There has seemed to be more pass interference. At least it seems like there's been more emphasis on pass interference among officials, at least in the Big Ten. I mean, because you even go yeah. back to the Michigan-Michigan State game. Some of those were pass interference on Michigan. Some of them were not. I mean uh, – Some so, were. yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, it just seems like pass interference has been very critical. There was a critical pass interference – in the, um, the records game late in that game. Of course, that was the correct call. Um, but, uh, you know, it seems to be a point of emphasis. Anyway, that game, uh, Indiana or Ohio State beats Indiana 42 35. Give Indiana credit. They don't want the, you know, the consolation prize or the moral victory or anything like that. Um, but they did hang in that game and it was pretty, and they had the ball with, you know, with 50 seconds left and a chance. And uh, so I give them a lot of credit there. Gritty performance and, you know, you hope that Indiana can kind of parlay this season into a little bit of recruiting. Um, And if that happens, they could, they could be onto something.
0: Well, the other thing too, is, is since we are on a Michigan state podcast that everyone that's freaking out, can you look now take a deep breath and say that Michigan state's defense has, has been okay at, at, at least. I mean, they, they limited Indiana to 24 points. It didn't do anything like, I mean, Michael Penix threw for almost 500 yards and five touchdowns yesterday against Ohio State. I mean, he was never threatening to do that against Michigan State. And I know circumstances are different, and you know you can't. It's not always apples to apples, but this Michigan State defense has not been that bad this year. They they played pretty well in stretches, and I think that's just another indication.
1: Yeah, we talked about that last night. That you know that's one area where you've seen some you you've seen some progress or some steadiness. Anyway, on Michigan State side of. Um, But, yeah, uh, Michael Penix is pretty amazing, by the way. Some of the throws he made yesterday against Ohio State, I mean, in, a foot longer or a foot shorter, and they were disaster, and he just put them on the, on the money. Uh, yeah. This kid is this kid's unbelievable. Uh, but Ohio State gets the job done, which is good for the Big Ten, I guess, um, if for the college football playoff situation. Because, uh, quite frankly, I don't think any of us saw Indiana being a threat to, to crack that bubble. Um, but anyway, yeah. 40, 42 or Ohio State. That was a pretty good game to watch. Um again, Indiana, you know, they're gritty. Ohio State's just got so many playmakers, they can make mistakes. That's the one thing, like fields. I think what do you have, three interceptions or uh, something like that. Yeah, Ohio state yeah, Ohio State yeah, can make they're talentless. so good, you know. When you're when you're that talented and that good, you can make mistakes. I mean, you know, a lot of teams like the margin of error is so razor thin, you make one, you know, one mistake, you know, and it's over. Yeah, like the game against Michigan with the with the. The stupid taunting penalty on Michigan State. You know, that could have been that could have cost them the game. Uh and I mean that's how razor thin Michigan State's margin is, given their talent and lack of and Ohio State's margin razor or margin for error is so huge, given you know they're just so talented. So uh so they get the job done. Again, we talk about Northwestern 17-7 over Wisconsin. Wisconsin just can't get out of their own way when it comes to Northwestern. It's really weird. I was looking at the numbers yesterday. They lose to Northwestern a lot. Um <laughs> Michigan State had that issue for a bit, or they had always had great games in Northwestern back in when Michigan State was pretty good. But um, Illinois beats Nebraska. This is funny because Illinois beats Nebraska forty-one to twenty-three, and then the Illinois football Twitter account puts out a tweet that says, "Hey, thank you, Nebraska, for bringing back Big Ten football," which was hilarious oh, and hilarious. Was, I mean which was so funny and got a of course a gazillion retweets and whatever. Everyone thought it was <laughs> funny. Cause I mean, Nebraska is the whipping boy right now. I mean, because they're terrible and they were the ones that wanted to bring back. They were one of the ones that wanted to bring back big 10 football. And, but anyway, so Illinois puts out this tweet. It was so funny. And if, if you don't find it funny, even if you're from Nebraska, you have zero sense of humor and yeah. you should just lock yourself up for quarantine for the rest of your life because clearly nothing is going to amuse you. Um, and then Illinois de- in the worst move possible deletes the tweet.
0: Oh, I didn't even like, know that.
1: They deleted it because oh. I'm sure somebody in their administration was like, We don't do that, and blah blah, blah take that down. And it's just like, Jesus, this is not life and death. This is college football. You're having some fun. Like, I mean, you yeah. see, ba- you see the baseball teams. I don't know if you pay attention to baseball teams, Twitter, they make fun of each other directly all the time. And it's it's amusing, and it's it's what social media so it's supposed to be for just lighten things up a little bit, you know. And it was a great tweet, and Illinois just deleted it and it sucked. And I, I wish they hadn't. I'm uh, disappointed
0: in that No, I, I didn't I know, know that. Yeah, yeah
1: uh, it's because it's fun to make fun of Nebraska. Well, uh, of course. Well, I, who else?
0: Wa- uh, I don't want to go too far on this. Who else walks around like they're the greatest yeah. program and, and they haven't done anything of relevance in decades? I can think of one other one. But. Yeah. But Nebraska, not only have they not done anything of relevance, they've stunk.
1: Yeah, they've been I mean, awful pretty... in the Big Ten. I mean, they've oh been, my goodness, they've been, they've been better than Rutgers, but not. You know, that's not saying much. Uh, oh. they, they haven't. You know, it's crazy. You bring Nebraska into the Big Ten in the '90s. You know, what a big boon that would be for the Big Ten. Now they're just uh, they're awful. Uh, but anyway, I will say that I will it, say
0: this: they have found their way to Indy once. Hell more than Michigan. You got that going for it. Yeah, I wasn't Michigan. even gonna mention
1: Michigan and you did. Yeah, okay. yeah more than Michigan in, in year six. They'll get it figured out eventually. Um <laughs> but anyway, great tweet and just deleted it. So they uh, bad points. Yeah. Uh, pl- we're taking points away from you, Illinois. Bad, bad move. Um Iowa 41, Penn State, uh, poor Penn State. Um Iowa 41 to 21 over Penn State. Penn State's now 0-5 for the first time since the history of the planet, um, unless you count the games they had to forfeit. So they've actually lost on the field five games to start the season. Um, now they go play at U of M next week, and it wouldn't surprise me if they win that game. And the the heat will be so much on hardball if they lose to an 0-5 Penn State team. Uh, wow. But anyway, uh, I didn't watch much of that game. I just watched. saw Iowa pretty much commanded most of it. And uh, Penn State, man, I'll tell you, you know, well, I wonder what would have happened with them if they win that game at Indiana, you know, or against Indiana, if how, how you know, different it was, things would have yeah. would be because with college kids they are so temperamental, emotional. I mean, it's because it's college football. You're considered to be a, a national championship possibility, maybe an outlier to start the season. And then it's basically gone in week one. And I think that there's just a snowball effect that can happen yeah. really easily. Um, especially when you don't have an non-conference schedule, you're playing big 10 teams. So you're playing theoretically legitimate competition the entire season. And boy, did it spiral on them. So they're all in five. You know, uh, the other
0: thing, the other thing out of that game, you look at what might have, you look at, look at Iowa, their first two weeks, they lose close games and games. They probably had no business losing. And since then three games haven't even been close. Right. I mean, they're rolling over teams. What if, I mean, you think about that. What if those first couple games go the other way? Uh, who knows? I mean, it, they, they look pretty good, and they're doing it without really a quarterback. They're doing it with a really good defense. They're doing with a solid running game, kind of old-school Big Ten-ish type stuff. Uh, but, man, I, look back at that. If oof, A couple plays go a different way. They're, maybe they're 5-0 and right now um, with the way they're playing the last few weeks anyway. So,
1: I think it's, it's, such,
0: it, a, it's such a such a such a crazy year, man. It I, is. It you is, think it. you gotta figure it out
1: and you're kinda of, this is almost like a little bit of this it. this Big Ten season's kind of been playing out like a like an NFL season where every game seems to be close and it's just you know it goes one way or the other and it can you know derail your season if it goes the wrong way. So um that was the hundredth Big Ten win for Kirk Ferentz, the fourth coach to ever reach that milestone. We'll see how many more wait a minute. Um, oh, oh! Conference, hundred 100th conference, hundred 100th conference, okay. 100th yeah, yeah, 100th okay. Big Ten. He's the fourth coach to get to hundred Big Ten wins, and we'll see how many more he gets to. He's got some, uh, still got some lawsuit issues going on in Iowa that are just a mess with, uh, you know, some former players. That's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. But Kirk Ferentz, Royal Oak native, uh, hundred Big Ten wins, um, so he's got that going for him, which is nice. Um, and then the game that ended about ten minutes ago, uh, Michigan. Gets it done at Rutgers 48 to 42 in triple overtime. Fascinating game. Uh, Rutgers goes out to the big lead. Michigan dumps Joe Milton for Cade McNamara. Cade McNamara is like Joe Montana reincarnated from the get go in that game. Throws Joe, I think uh, Cade threw for four touchdowns, ran for another one in overtime. Um, Michigan gets it done 48 42. Fascinating game. Um, I think Rutgers showed a little bit. A lot, actually, and uh, I think Michigan showed a little bit. They showed some fire, and they showed some fire behind Cade McNamara. The offense instantly looked yep. different. Looked different, like it was not all of it was Joe Milton's fault. All of a sudden, Cade McNamara comes in the game, and the receivers are open. <laughs> like it wasn't like it was all yeah. him. It wasn't like it was just like all him, but it was weird. You, just like you, you just flipped the switch, and the offense came to life under Cade McNamara. And again, it wasn't all him. All of a sudden, the receivers had space. It was very strange, but uh, impressive. I mean, yeah. he's, Mich- he's Michigan's quarterback moving forward. Hardbuck can say all he wants after the game about how oh gritty and you know, but we'll evaluate. You know, I mean, but bull. I mean, this this kid has uh, some guts and uh, and and some tenacity about him, and uh, and the team seemed to enjoy playing behind him.
0: Yeah, well, that's what you talk about. How it seems to change like that. There's there's something to be said. For a quarterback who's got that something that people just respond to and they, you know, maybe doesn't throw as far as hard as Joe Milton, isn't taller as fast. I'll tell you what, if you need to evaluate it and you come out to the next game and you trot Joe Milton out there, the debate's over. It's time to fire your Messiah. I mean, I think you need to be done with him anyway, but oh my goodness, you can't.
1: I think he That's was. Enough. I'm sure he was just protecting Milton's feelings. I mean, I'm sure obviously McNamara is going to be the quarterback moving forward. Um, has to be. Has and to. I, and I, I still, I, I, I still think yeah. Milton's a fine. milton Milton's got a cannon. We know that, but Kate McNamara has got some intangibles. Um, you could see it. Well, um, his, his, there's, his, a, there's accuracy, a lot of guys in his, his touch, you know, his accuracy yeah. and his touch were pretty impressive from the get go. But again, it was so weird. Like everyone's like, Oh, Kate McNamara has salvaged this game. Well, Okay he's throwing to wide open receivers. Like Joe you Milton know. didn't have that. Like all of a sudden the receivers are open. It was just very bizarre. And you have to wonder if it's the team rallying behind a change. And uh, good. Uh, very well. Good, it?
0: Yeah. And Joe Milton, look, there's a, there's a long list of guys with tons of ability and tons of physical <sighs> talent that don't ever get it done. So it's not like it's a guarantee, but it also makes you say I wouldn't count Joe Milton out completely in the future. Cause he does. You know, he, he is a talented guy, but, you know, the way these things go, who knows if it ends up at Michigan. You just
1: yeah, know, I think but, I think he's uh, – I was saying last night that I, I didn't know if you were allowed to enter the transfer portal in the second quarter of a game. But if you are, I think he's probably on his way out. Um, I think that that was what yesterday showed. Um, Rutgers should have won this game. Uh, amazing comeback, by the way. Uh, I mean, the, the play calling um, at the end of a regulation when they got it done. And then the first play call in overtime with the, with the quarterback running to his right and then flinging it back to his left for a wide-open touchdown was brilliant. Um, and that was the second overtime. But in the first overtime, when Quinn Nordine misses a field goal, Rutgers, and I knew this was going to happen, Rutgers runs the ball in their overtime because they're going to be cautious, cautious, and it's like, okay, well, that's fine. They end up losing two yards and giving their kicker, who's a kid from the soccer team, he really hasn't had many much kicking experience since high school on the football field. They're leaving him with like a 45, 47 yarder, which he just misses. Like if you're Rutgers and Clinton Ordean misses that field goal, you gotta take a shot to get, you know, you gotta go try to get 10 yards or whatever. You got nothing to lose. You're Rutgers. I mean, yeah, it's not a typical Michigan team, but if you can put a win against Michigan on the board, that's big for you moving forward and they just ran it. They played conservatively and the poor kid ends up missing the field goal by an inch or two to the left. He had enough leg on it, but I just wish they would have been more aggressive there. Um, And then the second overtime was a great play call. Again, they made the touchdown Michigan responded and then finally Michigan gets it done in third overtime, a big, big program win for Michigan against Rutgers.
0: <laughs> I know it's easy <laughs> to mock and make fun of this. Look, the same way. Yeah, that's a big win. No, State. I'm not.
1: I'm making fun right. of it because it's Michigan has not had a good year, but that's a good win for them. I mean, they, they were down early. They came back. They responded to everything Rutgers had at them. And Rutgers has some tricks up their sleeve. Like they got, some, they have, they have a pretty aggressive defensive line, which, uh, which got, got in the quarterbacks grow quite a bit. But um, they have some interesting play calling on offense too that kept Michigan offense on, on its toes. And so, I mean, it's a good win. You win a game in triple overtime. I think it's a good win. Uh, it's well, not. This is yeah. this isn't Rutgers from four years ago. I mean, it's, still, it's it's not a great team, but it's not a it's not the worst team in the world.
0: Yeah, but it's good too. And just in all the things we've said and in, in the way that they responded, right? You know, regardless of opponent, you get down like that. You got a quarterback who's struggling. All those things. Nothing's going right. You've lost three in a row. It's real easy at that point to say the hell of it, you know, and and fold up the shop and say, you know, we'll see what's next week or next year. It's easy to do that, and they yeah. didn't do that. And no. you know, they bring the new kid in, they bring it, make a quarterback change, and it, and they they fought back and won it. You can, Like I said, it's easy to mock Rutgers, and I'm not saying you were, but,
1: um, Well I'm you know, not because just, I've, I've I've given Rutgers a little bit of credit this year. I mean, I I yeah, I no, I, 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 yeah. I did not honestly think Michigan was going to win this game. Uh, I saw people on Twitter earlier in the day saying Michigan can't possibly lose this game can they? And I'm like, yeah, they can <laughs> like it's, you know, Rutgers it's not Rutgers from four years ago. Uh, so, you know, uh, a, a, a much needed win. How about that? Well, maybe not a great win, but a much needed win for Michigan. Yeah. I wouldn't Yeah,
0: I wouldn't call it not, not, not program win, but yeah. Right, no, no, I was, definitely, I was definitely
1: mocking Michigan with that comment for sure. That was, that was me being a smart yeah. ass for sure. Um, so Nevers, that's a big ten- yeah, no, no. So next week, Northwestern at Michigan State. That'll be interesting. Um, the battle of uh, some decent defense. Um, so that's 3.30. Penn State plays at Michigan next week. Do you know what time that one is? Is that a noon one? I don't know. They
0: that's should t- have them all out right now. And I could click on, on SPN, it right now. But
1: yeah. Anyway, Penn State's at U of M. That's going to be interesting. Michigan's finally snapped their sk- skid and Penn State 0 and 5, which is just remarkable, so. Um yeah, so that's it for football. I guess you want to talk a little bit about basketball before we go. Um here, I gotta watch well, this wonderful Lions game. But basketball finally have a non-conference schedule that's official for Michigan State. Yeah. Um that finally came out. But uh they got some pretty good games in there. Uh they play a lot of this in state teams, but uh, then they got Virginia and Duke, right?
0: Well, that was part of the plan. They wanted to once this all went the way it did, they wanted to kind of keep it somewhat local where it's you know fairly short bus rides for everybody and even the one non state team, Notre Dame, pretty much the same deal there. So, you know, the only I guess what, Central's the only state yeah. team they're not playing? Yeah, um, the only
1: one is Central. I don't know what's up with Izzo and Keno Davis, but apparently they're not the they're not yeah. uh, they're not bosom buddies. Well
0: the and of course we start Wednesday. Thanksgiving so much for well, since, since you can't go out, um, might as well have a basketball game. <laughs> so um mm-hmm. they'll start with Eastern and then wait. And then they put – oh, my gosh. That's right. They play Saturday. There's your dogs. There's the dogs. They're there making a they cameo. Are.
1: They're making a cameo. The dogs
0: are un, they're unhappy with the scheduling too. All right. You talk and I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> he, what Tony doesn't do is hit mute before he goes to yell at dogs. So we might – no, we don't get to hear him yell. That's too bad. Here's the problem. So, Michigan State, it's not a problem for most people. It's a—it's probably good for most people. It's a problem for me. The 3.30 kickoff for Northwestern on Saturday, and then they play. Uh, who am I, Who am I, Who's the team now they're playing? They're playing Notre Dame at uh, either 6 or 8 o'clock.
1: On Nashville. Saturday? Yes. Oh, jeez. Uh, well, I guess
0: we'll have, I to might get have a, to,
1: we'll have to get a fill-in on that one. I might have to go to the bullpen and get Tony Paul. No, no, Tony's going to be busy.
0: So.
1: <laughs> Tony's got well, to off, anyway. so I'm not coming up there.
0: <laughs> but I think All the right. bigger the bigger thing here in basketball is that I can't believe it's – it's weird that it's starting late, but it still feels like I can't believe it's starting. Right. It's an odd – what an odd year. But anyway, um, and, yeah, fun. I hope they get to play the whole non conference I hope they do. I don't feel that confident that they will. Right. Um, but if they do, it should be a lot of fun. I mean, you mix in those two – the Duke and the Virginia games with, you know, they haven't played Detroit in forever. Yeah, um, You know, it's just fun to play. You know, you always play Oakland. It's, it's just an interesting non-conference instead of I've always kind of liked that instead of dragging in, like, you know, uh, who the hell knows uh, Weber's, Weber state or right, exactly. East, East Tennessee or something like that.
1: Well, this it's, is what a non-conference yeah. schedule should look like for a state powerhouse. It should, yeah. it should include most of the team's, in your state. And uh, yeah, I mean, and, and there's going to be interesting games. I mean, Anton Davis is going to be at Breslin. That's going to be pretty cool. Uh, You know, the Oakland game obviously is always fun. Uh, You know, so uh, I, I think this is the, you know, this is the way that most of the non-conference schedules should work. And it just happens to work out this year because again, they don't want to do much traveling. They want to have kind of a, a a pseudo bubble, if you will, a state bubble that kind of extends into Notre Dame. So. Let uh, me ask,
0: let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. what would what what are your expectations for a michigan state basketball season
1: like uh i think they're pretty good i think uh uh, i mean i think that you're looking at you know big 10 championship second place something like that and i think you you have a chance to make a run but again it you know it just is going to depend on how many games get canceled uh because look i mean this is going to be like walking on a you know, we're trying to avoid landmines basically is this, this college basketball season. I mean, you're already starting to see the football season starting to crack in a big, big way with these cancellations escalating like crazy. I mean, they had a game canceled yesterday, an hour before kickoff. Um, you know, so and college basketball, of course, we're going into this dark winter supposedly with all these COVID cases. That, I mean, every state in the country is rising and it's an indoor sport and uh, that's a problem. That's problematic. So it's just going to depend on how. Similar to football. It's like how much how many landmines can you avoid? Um, so if Michigan State avoids most of that. I I, I think this is gonna be a pretty good year. I think they're gonna be six and one probably in conference non-conference play, they'll probably lose to Duke like they always do, or usually
0: do.
1: um there's <laughs> probably a no, better I,
0: chance of losing to Virginia than Duke, but anyway. You think so? Uh, yeah, I think is really good. Uh yeah, yeah. I, uh, look, Mich- I think Michigan State can be really good, but they do have obviously you'll lose. Yeah, you lose. Think something. of the two guys exactly. you lose. Yeah, I you mean, lose some big ones. That, that that's hard enough to do. But I mean, you look on paper, they've got players, so it might be one of those seasons where you know maybe a little bit like last year. It's by the end of the year, things are starting to come together. There's there there are a lot of, lot of variables in this season, right? And in different places, you know, not the, not even starting with the issue of how many games they play, but right. You know, positions. Is Rocket Watts a point guard? Does Foster Lawyer really? To the corners, Josh Langford going to be healthy. You know, does Aaron Henry take that next step? Is Joey Hauser everything you thought? So there's a lot of ifs, and if most of those hit, you're looking at one of the better teams in the country. If you're kind of in the middle, you're eh, maybe contending for the Big Ten. You're a tournament team, but you go real deep. Who knows? So right. um, it'll, it'll be interesting to watch it. And the thing about the scheduling too, the Big Ten did at least maybe learn some lessons in that their their conference schedule. They've they've worked in some. Some openings there for potential rescheduling. They call, well, they call them collapsible bye weeks or whatever they have some phrase for it. But the idea is they've given themselves some sort of wiggle room to work with if they need because you got to feel like they're they're going to have to at some point. Um,
1: oh, of you course. Know, does that I mean, you, does that mean at, they
0: they play every game? Probably not, but at least it no. gives them a chance. It gives them a chance to play as many as they can. So right, right. We'll yeah, see. no.
1: There's no there's very few basketball teams in the country that are going to play every game on their schedule this year. I, yeah. I just don't believe that. But again, it's just like what they've done in football. It's how many landmines can you avoid and, and uh, you know, get through it. You know, I think it's great that they're playing as long as the health and safety protocols are, are strict, which they are very strict in the big 10. Um, so give it a shot. You know, I mean, if you, if you're healthy, if you're being healthy and safe, then give it a shot. We all need something to watch and something yeah. to be entertained by. And, um, you know, and just get through it, and that's kind of what college football is doing, and and college basketball is going to be a little trickier. I think if you talk to coaches, they they're a little nervous uh, about how this is going to play out because um, they they anticipate many cancellations. And
0: I think so, they're I think they're nervous about how it's going to play out, but I think they also understand that they have to do whatever whatever they can
1: to well, make. Well, it. they all want to play. Yeah. They all want to play, but they're yeah. if you talk to them off the record, they're very realistic and they're very, you know. Let's see what happens, but yeah, of course, any coach, any player is going to, for the most part, well, I play. and I
0: and I don't mean just about wanting to play. Yeah, everyone wants to play, but I mean more in the understanding of we. There's no way this sport can
1: lose another NCAA tournament. Well, it it, it no. can't. Well, and they you can't. You, no, you can't. It's it's billions in revenue, and you talked. Yeah. You know, we we saw last week that the NCAA already has come out and said they're doing a bubble for the NCAA tournament. It's going to be in the Indiana area. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, the Indianapolis area. And so, of course, Little Caesar Arena loses uh, first and second round games. Um, and so do several other sites. But um, uh, the NCAA had to do that. Uh, yeah. People are like, oh, wow, they're already playing that. Well, they have to because they have to play the NCAA tournament because they need those billions of dollars, which trickles down to all these schools with massive payouts. It's not the end of the world at Michigan State or Michigan doesn't get its distribution. But most of the teams are like the Oakland's and Detroit's and the Westerns that need that distribution, and they have to have the NCAA tournament. So um, I think it's going to be kind of neat with the bubble-ish, bubble-ish. I mean, yeah, I think it'll be fun. I think, especially if they they decide to, since there'll probably be no fans, if they decide to play some of these games in some of these Indiana high school barns, um, I think that'll be fascinating. I think it'd make for compelling TV. Um, I think it's, you know, and it's smart for the NCAA again, they had to do this, uh, but they've got the state in Indiana that's so basketball heavy. And, uh, I think it could work out really well in their favor for a one-off year, obviously.
0: How much fun would it be if, if by mid to late March, knocking on wood and crossing fingers, um, that things had worked out to a point where you could have at least some fans and mm-hmm. still do it in these, yeah. high school gyms and have fans there that'd be a right. blast it'd be cool and I think
1: cool. um yeah and you know it could work I mean because they're not going to have sellouts they're not going to do that I mean we all know that the we've all been told the vaccine is coming but it's not going to be mass distribu- distributable um until you know after the college basketball season probably and I don't think college basketball fans are going to get priority <laughs> For this, they will be, uh, for they this won't be first. No. Uh, so I, so you're not gonna have full crowds, but if you get like, if you can have like a hundred fans and you put them in these high school barns, yeah, I think that would be pretty cool. Um, you hear, you know, you'd hear a lot of the taunting uh, on TV, which would be fun. And um, so uh, yeah, the NCAA is already looking ahead to that, obviously, because they know again they have to get this in. They they can't lose the billions. Um, Still a possibility. I'm telling you, there's still a possibility March Madness becomes something else, April Madness or whatever. Well, right. That could be it, too. You're you know, right. Uh, right so. I still I've said that for a while and I still believe that even Rick Pitino came out and kind of said that uh, that that should be a possibility or at least looked at. Um, but with, with basketball, the one difference between basketball and football here on uh, competition wise is they're getting a non-conference schedule. So they're getting their feet wet before they get into conference play, which is good. Um, so you might see some rough around the edges stuff against Virginia and, and Duke and, uh, you know, I mean, you don't, you might get a scare from one of those state teams. I mean, Detroit Mercy would be my bet. Um, it, it just because of Antoine Davis, and, you know, right. but you get your feet wet at least. Um, so it's not like all or nothing like college football, you know? So at least you, there's again, the margin for error. By the so way, makes,
0: do you know the last time Mike Davis coached at the Breslin center? He won and uh... it was not coaching and it wasn't coaching Indiana. It was coaching who? Come on, TP. Ooh. It it went down as a pretty wasn't, significant upset. It wasn't,
1: it wasn't UAB, was it? No. See, so it had, to have been, so it had to have been so had to been one of the Texas schools. Texas Southern. Yeah.
0: Now, now let me. I, I just got to double check now because I'm. You know, you you remember these things, and then you start to second guess yourself. Yes, sir. Wait, that was 2012. They beat te- where? when did they lose to Texas Southern? Because it happened. Ah. Why am I missing it? Eleven and twelve. Well, whatever. Anyway, I'm telling you, they lost to a Mike a Mike Davis team. I swear they did.
1: Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, they did. Here it what is. What year? Uh, this was in. Why am I not seeing it? 2014. Uh, Texas Southern Stuns Number 25 Michigan State, 71 to 64 in overtime. 2014. It, it, it,
0: where the heck? There it is. God, I only looked over it like four times. I knew I was right. That wasn't even a good Texas Southern
1: team. They were like, I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that was a year too. He took them. They were gone for like three weeks or longer to start the season. They played every game on the road. His whole yeah. idea was, I'm just going to play all good teams, and we're going to get our teeth kicked in and maybe win our conference. Uh, yeah, that,
1: that's what they did. Actually, they finished that season 22 and 13, 16 and two yeah. in the conference. They were two. At, so, so they were two, They were one and eight when they came to Michigan state and the rest, the rest of the way they went 21 and five starting with ah. that win over Michigan state. Yeah. And that Michigan state <laughs> team ended the season in the final four. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Crazy. Um, so I'm glad that game's back in the schedule. They haven't played since what? 2000 or something like that. Um, 2000,
0: 2001 they played Detroit.
1: And, uh, yeah, because Izzo and Perry Watson had issues and um, and it just kind of never got going again. And Mike Davis, he told me that he uh, <coughs> he obviously wants us to become a regular game, but I guess he's he coached, obviously, he coached Fife at Indiana and yep. had Fife on his staff. So they're tight. He's pretty tight with Izzo, and I guess he's tight with Langford. Um, really? Who is really good friends with Antoine Davis. They used to have summer sleepovers in Texas in middle school and high school. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Um, so, uh, yeah. So sounds, there's some sounds like a story. There. Yeah. Sounds like some connections there. So hopefully that game of state, these games, I just, I I'm, I'm obviously a proponent of them. I love mid major basketball. I follow them in the state and Oakland and Detroit mercy are good, good opponents for Michigan state. Uh, they, I, they don't really embarrass themselves. Um, and, um, obviously Oakland has given Michigan state just about everything it could handle without actually winning one of those games over the years. So, um, So, yeah, basketball season, crazy that it's already here. Um, uh, There already are games that are canceled, by the way. There are several teams that are shut down right now. Um, um, Oakland has – they come back. They're practicing for the first time today or yesterday. So, they're back in action. But, like, the Horizon League's got, like, four teams that are, like, shut down right now. (laughs) So, it's going to be that way. You're going to have it. Uh, You know, I mean, even Campy told me. He's like, it sucked that they had it. It sucked for the kids because they were, like, quarantined in their – Apartments and they couldn't even, you know, they had food delivered from the school, but they couldn't even choose what food they got. They just were, you know, I mean, it was just two weeks of misery, really. Um, but they're probably in the clear now. They've had just about everyone on their team have it, so they're probably going to be all right moving forward. Um, and uh, other teams are are, are going to have their issues later on, I guess. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. That's about well, that. Anything else? Uh, you gonna go build a snowman today? It's snowing out. No, I've uh...
0: No snowman for me. I will uh, I got basketball preview stuff to finish, Tony. Come hey,
1: on. I, I, I've already finished some of mine i got I got a little bit more to do and uh, so I'll wrap that up probably today or tomorrow. But yeah, you could check out. obviously check out DetroitNews.com for all Matts football stuff leading into the Northwestern game. He's got some big ten power rankings. Uh, he had, he struggled with Northwestern or Ohio State one or two. I mean, it was tough. Well, you can check him out to see where he went on that on that front. Um, but um, yeah, but yeah, as this week comes up, we will have all our college basketball preview from Michigan, Michigan State, and the mid majors. Uh, that will be at detroitnews.com uh, or in the paper. So you can buy a copy of the paper, or you can subscribe. You can still get that dollar a month deal at detroitnews.com. Uh, help us uh, pay our bills, pay the light bill. It's uh, be appreciated. Um, yeah, do it. Follow yeah, follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Charbonneau. Me Tony Paul nineteen eighty four. The election's over case you haven't heard or don't believe it, it really uh, it really is over people yeah, it yeah, really yeah, is yeah yeah uh, um I, I was looking at the apple reviews somebody would did not like that i bring on politics but whatever <laughs> come on so it, might, it might have been might have been my boss uh posting <laughs> and, uh, anyway <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so yeah check out detroitnews.com for all the coverage throughout the week and check us out on twitter and whatever and that's it and matt i'm gonna go watch lions
0: Talk oh, well, about poor guy. All right.
1: I know. Got to drop on Bye everybody. Bye. See you.